Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. This is a live recording of the CC America podcast. Welcome to a live taping of the CC America podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan. Today's episode, episode nine, is titled Do As I Say. Um, So you are definitely in for a treat. I am excited to be here today. Um, This is a message that I initially got back on July 14th. And I, I just jotted it down. And since then, a few more things have come to mind. So I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing uh, tonight's episode with you all. Essentially, we're going to talk about how our lives are impacted by who we esteem, listen to, and follow. Um, so definitely going to be a, um, a good topic to discuss. Um, so I always start off um, the podcast with prayer. So tonight will be no different. Um, So let's get started. Thank you, Lord God, for this day. Thank you for every day. Thank you for blessing me and my family. Thank you for blessing each and every one of our listeners for waking us up today to see the beautiful sunshine. Um, And even if it's raining, Lord God, you allow us to be able to see it and feel it in Jesus' name. We are so grateful for each and every moment that you've blessed us with. We know that there's so much chaos going on in the world, but we are so grateful to be alive and to be well. Um, We are thankful to you for each and every gift. Um, I just thank you for um, each and every listener, Lord God. Um, I pray that you would just cover them and their families. I pray you would continue to cover each of us, our families, our friends, our acquaintances, Lord God. As people are really struggling during this time and during this season, I pray that you would lift up each and every one of them and allow their faith to become stronger. And even in the midst of tests and storms, that you would show yourself to them so that they would know that you have never left nor forsaken us, no matter what it may look like. We give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you for this time of fellowship and another opportunity to share an inspiring word um, that will hopefully transform and uplift um, everyone who listens. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thank you, thank you, thank you again um, for joining this episode of the CC America podcast. I always like to start out with prayer um, because prayer is a very important part of our lives. Um, I know oftentimes I will pray when I'm walking, um, just having a moment to build uh, that fellowship and just talk to God, let him know, you know, how I'm feeling, what's on my mind. Um, And it also gives me peace. Um, especially right now when there's so much chaos going on all around us, we need peace um, more than ever. Um, so as I as I mentioned, tonight's topic, again, is do as I say. 
And the reason that I titled it Do As I Say is I was actually walking and I um, I can't remember now if I was, I think I was actually walking with Nadia um, and we were just walking around the neighborhood, uh, like just getting some exercise. And I remember in my mind thinking like, do as I say. So many of us have probably heard people say, you know, do as I say, but then we watch their actions and they're asking us to do something that they don't do themselves. And so when I think about myself as a mother and a parent to um, our daughter, I think, you know what, I want to be an example to her. I don't want to um, be the type of mother that tells my child, do as I say, but then everything she sees is different. I want to be um, you know, someone that she can count on, that she can see doing and living and emulating those things that I'm asking her to do. Um, and sometimes even in the workplace and other places I've been, um, you will notice individuals will say, do as I say, not as I do. So we see those individuals and we are looking for, um, you know, positive examples. And sometimes we don't get that. Um, so it is really encouraging when you have someone that is leading you, um, whether that's a family member or whomever it is, to actually demonstrate those behaviors. And hello, welcome to the show. Um, I hope you are well um, too, Vinny203. Um, today's episode, we're talking about how our lives are impacted by those we esteem, listen to, and follow. Um, so very excited to have you on. Thank you for joining. Um, so what I was sharing is in terms of our lives, um, we think about our parents when we grow up or maybe individuals who have managed us on our jobs. And we think to ourselves, um, you know, I want to be able to follow someone that I can emulate what they are doing, not someone who simply just says, do this because I said so. Um, and so when I think about myself as a parent, I use that as an example because I would like, um, as I'm raising my daughter, for her to grow up and know that I am um, an example to her. I'm not someone just telling her what to do, but not emulating that in my day-to-day -day walk. Um, so oftentimes um, with this podcast, um, I do um, base this on scripture and it the again the message came to me on Tuesday, July 14th. And some of the thoughts that I jotted down at that time was whose words do you believe? Um, who do you follow? So I know for myself, um, growing up, I there were individuals that I that I really did esteem uh, very highly. I would kind of watch their actions and one day I would say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do that too. And when I looked up the term esteem, um, esteem means respect and admiration, typically for a person. It can also mean respect and admire, um, or it can also mean consider. Um, so when we think about those that we respect and admire, um, it probably brings some thoughts to mind. It may also um, either take us to a particular place in our lives and experience that we had where there's someone that we really trust what they say. And so when we think about trusting in what others say and watching what they do, um, it is something that has been, I would say, very pivotal and important in my life um, due to the fact that some of the 
major decisions that I've made um, have come from watching uh, those that I admire. And so um, I do want to share what Vinny203 noted. We need to obey the elders and to our parents because they are the ones that always think good about us kids. We shouldn't, um, we should talk to them politely and kindly to all people, and we should respect everyone. We should be happy, we should be honest, and also we should follow our parents, teachers, and also our grandparents, also our relatives. We should always make everyone happy. Um, so Vinny203, uh, thank you so much for um, sharing your perspective there. And um, I would agree in terms of like our parents. And when I think of do as I say, that's initially what I thought about. I think about my parents and the example they set for me. Um, I think about my great grandmother, um, God rest her soul. But I tended to spend a lot of time with elders um, because the neighborhood that I grew up in, there were a lot of people who were more mature and who had different experiences and wisdom. So I do agree that there's definitely um, a lot of value in listening to the people who have gone before, who've had those experiences. Um, it's kind of like as kids, our parents tell us that the stove is hot. Well, our parents know that the stove is hot, but we don't. And so um, it's something that I'm actually teaching my daughter now because she tends to want to play in the kitchen or help. Um, and so it's one of those things where we have to figure out you know, how we present that message, but also how we demonstrate that. I mean, another thing that Benny203 uh, just shared is parenting doesn't mean ordering, but sometimes when kids are adamant, they have to order and teach their kids some good things. It rarely happens, but it does. Um, and uh, Benny203, very good point again. Um, I will say that my husband does a great job of this. He is a teacher um, for elementary school students. And one of the things that he typically um, will do as it relates to my daughter is trying to help her understand why. Um, and I agree with you that parenting doesn't necessarily always mean ordering um, and just telling children what to do, but being able to demonstrate and hopefully show them the right way. Um, so when I say do as I say, uh, the reason that I did choose this topic is people will say do as I say, but it's an even stronger and more powerful powerful message, excuse me, if you are able to demonstrate those um, actions. And I think about it in the workplace, I've actually had this conversation more recently in my work, and I was speaking with uh, my director and I shared with her, you know, oftentimes in management, what people forget is they can tell their team or their staff to do whatever they want to tell them to do, but if they don't emulate those same behaviors, it's very hard for that person to really change because they see you doing something that they that you're telling them not to do, but yet you continue to do it. So say, for instance, if your employee is late, but then they see you coming in late every day, then when you tell them not to be late, um, you would have a stronger impact if you are actually emulating that same behavior. So if you want your team to be on time, then you come in on time. If you want your team to work hard, you demonstrate working hard. If you want your children um, to do certain things, then emulate those behaviors. If you want your, your children to be happy, then be happy. 
um, because then they can actually see the benefits in action. Um, and so when I thought about, um, you know, just this in general, there were so many things going through my head. Um, and I remember there's a scripture um, in the, in the uh, Bible that talks about um, when you're a child. Um, then bear with me one moment. I'm going to look it up because it just came to me just the thought, because when we're children, we act as children. And as we grow, um, then things change. And let me see if I can find it. Um, I can't remember now exactly where it is, but it talks about um, when we are children and mature. Um, so let's see. Um, okay, so there, here it is. Um, there is one that I found, uh, Hebrews 5, verses 11 through 14. Concerning him, we much we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk not and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. And um, also in 1 Corinthians 3, it notes, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as a spiritual man, but as men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink and not solid food, for were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able. And so when I think about that particular scripture, um, that's kind of what came to mind. It made me think about how we receive information. And sometimes we may not be prepared to receive that information um, because of where we are. Um, so, yes. So I did receive a request to join the call and that would be fine. So bear with me one moment. Okay, so I am allowing guests and call-ins, so that, that is fine if you would like to join. Um, let me see. Okay, um, Vinny203, um, yes, you can. I have it enabled to allow guests and call-ins. Um, so do you have a button on your end where you can call in? I don't see it on my end. I just see the option to um, invite co-host or guest, but I did enable the call-in option. So you are more than welcome to, to join in live. Um, so just some, some thoughts that Vinny203 just shared. Exactly. Kids have the right to question their parents of how they, how they come they uh, parents expect them or kids to follow the things that they, the parents, did not follow. Um, and then parents teach their kids good habits, ethical and moral values. They have photographed and nice memories with their kids. They love their kids. They have to explain to their kids that they have to be mature enough to live like a normal and nice person because parents can't be with us for our whole lives. But we know that when we lose them, they are with God. And also we know that we will meet him and, um, and et cetera too. Um, that is, that is very true. Um, 
oh, sorry, them, not him. Um, so yes, and speaking from, you know, like a spiritual sense, that is so very true. Our parents are here with us for a short period of time, you know, on this earth. And it is nice to be able to have someone to guide and lead you. And unfortunately, I know not everyone has been blessed to have parents who live, a, a, you know, a really long life. But the time that we do have with them, we can glean a lot of information. Um, so similar to what, you know, was noted in those particular scriptures, um, it talked about having milk um, or having solid food. When we're an infant, we can't necessarily um, take on solid foods. We have to have milk. So thinking about how we learn and grow, it's a similar experience in that we gain wisdom as we get more experience. And so let me connect Vinny203. Bear with me one moment. I am connecting you now. It's showing that you are connecting. So hopefully you will be on with me in one moment. It still shows that we're connecting. So, all righty. Hello. Hello, how are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. So, where are you from? Uh, are you from, like what 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 state are you from? What what state are you exactly from? The America. I am in the state of Virginia. Okay. Thank you. I'm from India, and yeah, awesome. it's like it's a nice topic that you're discussing about that you've been um, like speaking oh. about. It's a it's a really nice topic, and I feel like I should keep listening to you for hours and hours. And uh, also, I feel like uh, when I'm actually writing comments, that's like at that time I'm not able to hear what you say because I'm like writing the comment, right? So that's why yeah. it's like. Yeah, that's why it's like a kind of like a kind of like a, I mostly like understand what you mean, but uh, it's like when I was writing comments, it was like I was not able to uh, like balance the understanding and the writing part at the same time, you know. So yeah, but I'll actually listen to this podcast again, and yeah, this is a really nice topic. Like, oh, thank uh, you so much, and thank you for joining and for your your feedback. Um, and I'm. Would you prefer that I continue to call you Vinny203 or? Just call me Vinny. <laughs> Vinny, okay. Awesome, Vinny. Well, I am Tamaria and I am really excited to have you on. Um, I see we have one additional caller who also joined us. Um, so again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. Um, I typically mm -hmm. will record these shows just to um, really encourage and uplift others and maybe provide a different perspective. And so um, for me, as you mentioned, um, Vinny, um, in terms of our lives and our parents, and, and one day we'll be connected with them yeah. um, when they're when gone. When we are minors, yeah, when we are minors, we actually have no sense, like what is right, what is wrong. We don't know anything. But when we get a little elder, like when we are in our tens, in our, in our teens, when we develop a teenage age when we are done with finishing the studies the more the stages and the phases of the life changes right we understand right, right. We are, yeah we are mature enough to understand like what's right what's wrong what's wrong for us what's right for us what is good for us to eat what is good for us to work what field are we interested in and then we start like the journey of life just goes on but 
like we do have parents for a longer period of time it's not that we have a shorter but we have longer but like most of the years are mostly passed or like finished in actually by the like most of the years of the kids are passed in learning about what's right and what's wrong you know because it's like right. the parents right. are yeah parents are elder than us so it's obvious that uh, you know the stage of their life is more like they have the more life experiences they have like they know a lot they are, they know a stuff that is a, like they know a lot of stuff more than us they do they do know a lot of stuff more than us and uh, like you know it's like when the kids are minors when t- till the time they learn um like what is right and what is wrong till the time the kids learn it's like it almost takes many years for the kids to learn what is right and what is wrong so we will say that we don't have parents for a shorter time but we do have it but it's like most of the years like the majority of the years are passed in actually learning about what's right and what's wrong and that's why we actually uh, like in our minor ages we feel like we hate our parents because they hey like because they you know um because they send us to schools and like we're lazy we don't want to go we don't want to wake up at 7 a.m it happens <laughs> a lot I, it happens you know so yeah but like the moment the stage of the uh, phase of the life passes we realize that yeah how important it is to educate ourselves how important it is to go to schools to join the colleges to finish the graduation to finish your studies yeah so it's like in the way like most of the years of the kids are passed in learning about what's right and what's wrong you know we have parents for a longer time but the kids take a little long i would say the kids take a little long to learn about what's right and what's wrong since they are they have the minor phase and then they have the teenage phase and then they have like till the time they reach teenage phases it's almost like 12 years or 13 years or like i don't know how many how many years i don't know though it almost right. takes like 13 years right for a kid like for a minor to go to the teenage age and all right so it's like we have parents for 13 years but it's like we are kids we don't know that we lose at that time when we are kids when we are minors we don't know that we are going to be losing them but uh, like the moment we realize we start respecting our parents the moment we reach at the stage of the life we start respecting our parents we start agreeing to them we start obeying them and yeah we respect them a lot we love them we like them and we like i said we have nice and photograph memories with them and all you know but the parent the responsibility of the parent is equal to uh, uh doing the work of a god i would say like the god is actually uh i would say it's like you know uh, the most uh, biggest as well as the uh right and a beautiful responsibility according to me the responsibility of parenting vinny i think that's a um a really good parallel um and it and it makes me think about you know when we're children um and we're immature we don't understand a lot of what they try to teach us like you mentioned for all yeah. of the years that they're with us it may take us a long time to really grasp what they want us to learn or what they tried to yeah. teach us i find myself now realizing a lot of the things that my mother taught me or my grandparents um or other elders in the community i realized that those things really made a difference in my life partly because i chose to listen 
Whereas there's some things that they warned us about that we choose not to listen. And so we learn the hard way that the stove is hot because we touch it or, or we do yeah. something. And I think there's a benefit to both having that guidance and wisdom from our parents being shared. And then sometimes um, having the added experience and understanding why they're telling us to do things a certain way. Yeah. It's like in a minor age, we don't understand it because we just be adamant. Like we want to do at any cost and like we don't agree to our parents. But when we face the bad consequences of it, that's when we realize that it was wrong and they were correct. We just like some some kids, not all, like some kids have an adamant or a stubborn behavior, you know. So it's, right. it's really important right. for a parent. It's really important for parents to be stricter as well sometimes if their kids are too stubborn, adamant and like never obey or like kind of like they not disrespect, but they like there are kids who want to live their life as per their terms and conditions and all in their minor ages, you know, but uh, uh, I guess like when they reach the teenage age, that's when like they should be left like, yeah, we know now since he's in his teenagers. Now he can live his life to the fullest. Now he can. Now he knows what's right and what's wrong. And like we just like we just let them live their live their life to the to the fullest when they develop a teenage age. But in the minor ages, also like there are tantrums, there are uh, annoyances, annoying annoying faces, or like uh, the like there are adamant and the stubborn behavior. Like the minors do have it, right? So it's like right. we have to be sometimes strong. We have to be strong as well as sometimes we have to be strict so that the child learns, you know, we have to be. That is a, a great point. And I know you had likened it to parenting to um, God. And it, it's so true. In Ephesians 4, 14, it talks about as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. And it makes me think about as kids, we don't understand why our parents may tell us things. And, and like you said, there may be um, periods where we disagree with our parents or we don't like what they're telling us, but they're helping us um, similar to how God is. He's trying to teach us through his word not to be tossed yeah. about by everything that we hear or everything that we exactly. see. And um, when I think about esteeming, I'm like who we follow, who we listen to. I had looked up just some different um, scriptures on that specifically. And um, in Proverbs 19, verses 20 and 21, it talks about listening to advice and accepting instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Um, and it says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And I thought about what you mentioned um, when you first started typing. And we talked about, you, you mentioned listening to the to our elders, um, listening to the people you know, that have come before us who have had different experiences and exactly. respecting everyone. Um, and so when I think about that, I'm like, you know, that is true. And I think sometimes we have to really look at the fruit that people are producing. So watching yes. what they do as well as what they say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, I also feel, I don't know, like this thinking is right or not. I feel that no, like, see, a human being doesn't always has the pros or like the advantages. Like there are cons of a person as well. They like he has made mistakes, like he has made mistakes in his life. 
so god in a way yeah god in a way wants the humans to get ma- like the dio the parents the male and the female to get married and at least like uh, you know it's like it's also like it's not like they like the god actually in a way gives them the chance to correct their mistakes or like if they have made the biggest mistakes in their life by raising by growing the child properly and all like by raising the child properly by uh, like by like actually uh, like being cautious enough but the, the parents who are called, like you know the parents like when they when the parents are kids they may sometimes like it's it happens that the parents make biggest mistakes and like when they actually get married when the when the parent like say for i'll explain it with an example say for instance like uh, my parents made the biggest mistake before marriage you know and when they got married and like when they gave like when i was given a birth when i was raised they actually are just uh, you know trying to correct us they just don't want us to repeat the same mistake so that's why yeah. they are cautious yeah. enough at that point because they know that they've been through that and they don't want their son or daughter to go through that you know so it happens that i also feels that god actually gives the responsibility of parenting to actually correct the mistake or like to actually uh, make the person like to actually correct the mistake or like uh, to help the kids to help the kids of the parents to never repeat that mistake according to me you know that's a a, a good example I, i was actually reading before um i joined this called um hosea and i know you had mentioned like parenting and mistakes and learning from those and it was interesting because when i read um just i'm reading like the life application study bible and it talks about um hosea chapters 1 through 3 how hosea was commanded by god to marry a woman who would be unfaithful and would cause him many heartaches but bomer lost interest in hosea but then god allowed that relationship to be an example um of how things can be restored. So it made me think about like when you mentioned like our parents the mistakes that they made in being able to teach us. Um I think that is true he will use situations that aren't common or like situations that we think are are maybe not right or bad and he will allow them to teach us through like you said their mistakes. So and in this particular case he used Hosea for a particular purpose. um but at the same time I, i often wonder with our parents and in different generations before us that is true they make mistakes and go through things and then they raise us so that we don't make those same mistakes yeah in terms exactly. of helping us to become better people and yeah that's true that's what i was saying here yeah. yeah i think that's that's great um it's oh mm-hmm. it's in- in this book it says um throughout the book uh, they're talking about the book of hosea israel is described as ignorant of god and with no desire to please him israel did not understand god at all just as gomer did not understand hosea like a loving husband or patient father god wants people to know him and to turn to him daily i mean this is just a this is not like the scripture this is just what they wrote in the life application study bible but it's interesting how they connected the two in terms of like Hosea's relationship with Gomer and how 
it's the same as like a marriage or parenting and how God wants to know us and to turn, he wants all of us to turn to him. Um, And essentially, you know, he's always trying to instruct us. And in Psalms 32, it it talks about um, in verse eight, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So he's watching us and helping us every step of the way. It's a matter of how we, I guess, receive it or if we see it. Because I do think that he will use um, other people sometimes to send us a message, but then he'll confirm that message with us as well. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's like really nice that I really got to know a lot of stuff from you. And also, I hope that you like like whatever I said, whatever I, whatever I spoke. I hope you liked it. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. Your perspective has been has been really helpful and insightful. Um, I think that it's nice to to be able to speak with you and um, mm-hmm. just to share and how you know the parenting and just really being an example to our children, um, exactly. making good decisions, and even if we make bad decisions, being able to course correct. And, and help exactly. our kids see the, the difference. And then also the connection with how God sees us as his children and being able to help us grow and develop. Yeah, exactly. And also, yeah, if, say, assume for a fact that uh, uh, if the minors, yeah, if the minors know that uh, what is right, what is wrong, if they're matured since the childhood age. Assume, I know it's not possible. Imagine for a fact that if it's possible, then like they would have lived their life happily with their parents for so many years. Say, assume for an instance that the minors also have the same thinking as the teens or as the uh, as the teens, as like the th- teens think, you know. So it, like you know, if the minors knew what is right, what is wrong, and what is like, what is the difference between hate and like, like uh, hate and love, everything, they would have lived their life happily with their parents. The, the so many years will not be spent by the parents in teaching their kids about this. But it's necessary that they should teach their kids, like I said, because that's not possible. The assumption which I'm making that the minor will be blessed with all of the good qualities and not the bad qualities it's not possible so it's like we have to go through this phase the parents have to go through this phase they have to teach their minor kids like good habits the good things take like uh, and also like loving caring being honest being polite being kind making other feeling happy like the parents have to keep their kids happy and they also should teach their kids to make everyone happy. They should teach their kids that too. Uh, like they should be of helping nature and all, you know. So it's like, it's like we know that some of the years pass in teaching them what's right, what's wrong. But it's like the moment the kids are actually at their teenage stage, when they are at the teenage stage, they've realized it. And that's why they start living with them, happily with their parents and all, you know. When they are, they are in schools and all, it's kind of difficult to teach them all of such stuff so on a very one day because we know that Rome was never built in a day, right? Right. So so it's obvious that, uh, yeah, it's obvious that we have to go through that phase. We have to spend the years and the parents have to spend the years in teaching their kids everything. And yeah, 
it happens like it happens slowly it like it happens slowly slowly you know it doesn't like it doesn't happens like fastly or in a very speed and all you know so yeah it happens i do have a question for you um i know you had mentioned like um you know everyone being happy i, I think about my like growing up there were some times where i felt like yeah. i had to make everyone happy but then sometimes as an adult i felt like that has like i'm a happy person in general and i do try to live like live my best and be nice to people and treat people with respect and always um be encouraging uplifting but i have found that in my quest i guess i should say to make everyone happy sometimes i forget myself um meaning i don't take care i don't put my oxygen mask on first if that makes sense so on the plane they'll tell you if you're um if you have kids or other people around you to put your mask on first but i feel like in my quest to make everyone happy sometimes i don't take care of just my basic needs and making sure that i am um overall well and so i wonder sometimes if even the good things that our parents can teach us if in life we twist it to a degree and then there's things that we take away from it that maybe wasn't intended uh uh can you explain this with an example can you explain this with an example please okay so like if we like say for instance if we te- if our kids um if say for instance we tell them you know what you be a happy person make make everyone happy you know do your best to um you know always follow the rules and then the child grows up and they think that they are required like every decision they make has to make everyone happy but then they realize in growing up that they can't technically make everyone happy like if some of the things that we learn as kids as an adult can backfire even uh, if it's true even in a way yeah yeah you're right it happens like uh, yeah it's like uh, see it's like i think depending upon the kids and all uh, everyone should be like if the in india what we do is uh, like uh, if we are minors or like if we are in our teens or whenever like like the people who are elder than us uh we just touch their feet and we are actually blessed by them it's considered as a blessing if we actually touch their feet and like take blessings from them so it's like this is what is the good habit we can teach the we, we can teach our kids like we can teach our kids you know i don't know in just in the america and all it happens i i i know that it not it doesn't happens like the kids don't touch their uh that their relatives feet and like they take blessings from them like there's a different way of blessing the kid like the relatives are the different way of blessing the kids i know that uh like in india we have that like you know the kids touch the feet of their relatives like the aunt or like the uncles who live and uh, yeah it it's like uh, yeah they bless them like they bless they pat their head and they bless them and uh, you know uh, it's like as for the age we should teach them of how to make others happy if they are minors we should teach them to like be kind caring and polite and uh, like the moment the stages of life passes we should also let them know about like what's wrong what's the bad thing and like what is 
like this is what it is like we should guide them in a proper way you know what i mean like we have yeah. to tell yeah. them each and everything because we can't afford to just make the, make our kids uh, uh, know that we can't afford to make our kids know only what is right we should also tell them what is wrong or else there will be like a no difference like they'll not be able to figure out the difference between right and wrong you understand me uh-huh. you know what i i'm so glad that you mentioned that because sometimes we don't do both um uh, we may just give one perspective so i i think that's awesome vinny that you mentioned you know being able to show, to tell them what's right and also what's wrong because sometimes exactly. we will just focus on you know on the good things but then when they go out into life as we're seeing all around the world there's so much it's, more it's to not life. possible for it's not possible for them to keep everyone happy perfectly or like for 100 person it's obvious like uh, like the kids meet like different people in the as per their stages like you know like when they are with parents they live happy when they are with relatives they live happy like you know they make others like they they can just uh, like you know when they are with teachers they can't make the teachers happy if they're weak in studies they can't afford to pressurize themselves it's like we have to be a uh, very like soft and very sensitive with our kids we have to be sensitive at that phase is like it's not like we have to compulsorily compulsorily tell them that you have to make everyone happy means you have to make everyone happy it, it i am not saying that we should like compulsorily tell them like that i'm just saying that we have to like uh, in a way we have to just uh, teach them that whoever they are living with whoever they are like surrounded with the company they have the, the company of friends they have the parents the relatives the teachers like at least like they are actually having a good behavior like sometimes it happens like there are quarrels there are bad times i know it happens it's for sure it's happened like even those can be solved those are the bad times come so that they can go you know so that they can it go so it's Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I I I I definitely follow you. Um yeah, I was just curious on your your thoughts on that. Um as someone who tends to try to be everything for everyone, realizing that um you know, it's not it's not really possible, but at the same time being grateful yeah. for being the type of person that I I am and and like you said having the example and understanding you know from our elders like you said the they they bless you um by touching but you get blessed by touching their feet and i like my great grandmother i would sit and listen to her and she always told me to treat everyone with respect and to love everyone she said you may not like their ways but god wants you to love everyone and so as i grew up i always kept that in the back of my mind like okay I need to love everyone. I may not agree with yeah. everyone in how they live live life or even um the sometimes I make mistakes but realizing that yeah. you know every person is here for a reason and to love every everyone. Um yeah. Yeah. So, See, it's obvious so, that we can't just have good times. The kids can't just have good times in their life. There are going to be some bad times as well. so right. we just have right. to help our kids to solve the bad times and to solve the problems they face and to overcome the bad things the problems they face and all and also i think uh, that uh, in a way we should actually when the kids are in their tens 
or in their 12s, you know, when they're in their 10, when they're 10 years old, when they're 11 years old, when they're 12. I think we should teach them about what the, like, we should actually teach them about what, like, we should politely, in a polite way, we should actually let them know about what the real intimate relations are because you know it's like there are kids who actually you know are a prey of the like the you know the child and like you know uh, like there are there's a major adult guy who wants to have an intimate relation with a minor but it's obvious that the minor doesn't know what is right and wrong because the minor is like or like the person who's in his 10 or 11 he doesn't know that that uh, having an intimate relation with a major guy or uh, with a major guy is right or wrong he doesn't know it's obvious so it's not his it's not the child's mistake it's the mistake of that major elder guy i think it's an indirect rape to that child because uh, because the child doesn't know right right the child doesn't right. know what is right and wrong it's the major of that adult guy who does knows that that child is a minor he has no age for uh, having an intimate relation or having a sex and all then to that major adult guy is having in relation, intimate relation with him. But that's not right. That's that that's absolutely disgusting. So I think like when the kids develop like an age of 10 or 11 or 12 probably, I think we should teach them of like what the sex is. Like we should talk to them politely about this. So that at least like when they actually, we should, uh, so that when they actually go through such phases and all, they'll be able to like uh, uh, tackle such phases, you know, when they'll go through the stages, like when they are, when they are actually being uh, given a signal or an indication by a major adult guy or to have an intimate relation or something like that, they'll be able to say, like they'll be just uh, walking away from it. We should just teach them that we should not actually let those major people uh, like uh, do all of such stuff to the kids and all. You know what I mean? So it's like we should guide them politely, not in like we should start speaking in an inappropriate way or something like that. We should guide them politely. I know it's a very, very sensitive and a very, uh, not a very proper age to teach them, but it's like there are cases of like the child being, have like the child being, uh, uh, for like uh, told to have an intimate relation using indications, signs, signals by those major elders guys, you know, or eye to eye talk and all, you know, so it happens. So I think like guiding them properly, telling them each and everything, what is molestation, what is rape and all, we should tell them properly and in a proper voice, in a suitable voice, and also in a like in a suit in a polite way according to me. Right. And and Vinny, you bring up a really good point about uh, teaching our kids because in life and earlier we were talking about just how um, I have actually been through that phase, what I'm talking about. I've been through that phase in my life. I understand. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. And um, in terms of that phase, there are a lot of people that will talk to our children as they're growing up. And even when we're adults, sometimes like the, the individuals that we listen to definitely being careful. But you're right. The the adults are responsible because they know better. Um, but it's interesting. But then too, they are having it. But then too, they are having it. They, despite knowing better that this is right. wrong, then too, they are having it, right? So it's obvious right. it's nothing but an indi it's obvious it's nothing but an indirect rape to the child. It's an indirect rape to the child. 
Exactly. I think you bring up a good point about making sure that our kids, you know, that they understand what it is so that when they do see things like that, they know to like turn the other way or they know not to believe them, even if the person is an adult. And actually before this call, I was reading um, this excerpt from this book called Inspiration. Um, and today's devotional actually talks about foolish discussions. And they reference um, 1 Timothy 6, verses 20 and 21. And it says, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. There are people even in, in the faith, people who say they believe in God, but their actions don't show it. So being able to teach our kids to rightly discern what's good and what's not, um, because to your point, many kids are led astray because someone may say something to you that sounds like it's right. But when you know in your heart that it's wrong, um, th that will definitely help kind of guide them because there are you know, individuals who will deceive um, our children or who will even deceive adults. Um, so not being deceived by, by bad company or people who pretend to be good, but they really don't have our best interest at heart. They're looking out for themselves. So I know one thing that I've been asking for more recently is asking God to help me have wisdom and not to be deceived. Um, you know, by people's words, but actually paying attention and looking at what they do. So not just doing like the, the title says, do as I say, but really what we talked about at the beginning of the call is, are those people living um, what they're saying? Are they being a good example or are they just talking a good talk, but not walking a good walk? Uh, I don't like, like we should not just like it's it's we say it right that uh, if we just speak for someone it's and we don't apply it in a real life right it's obvious that the words are useless the words are useless if you just keep speaking and you don't follow what you say you don't right. follow yourself it's obvious that whatever you speak is useless it's just sounds a crap like you may create a long lasting impression or like a proper uh, a cooperative or a reputative image of yours uh, in front of the person who you're speaking such good things to. But, uh, but it's obvious that uh, if you're not following what you're saying, if you don't follow, it's obvious that it's useless. Even like the, the quote says, there's a quote saying that words are useless if you don't follow them. It's, it's very true. And a lot of people, they, like they say a lot of good things and I find even in the workplace, you hear people saying a lot of good things, but to your point, we can talk about what we want to do to, to move results or make a difference. We can talk about what we want to do to help the world, but if we aren't living it, you're right, it is useless. Um, and so that, that is no, one of so the- in that, in that inappropriate stuff which I spoke about, I feel that the kids should be taught to raise, not if they're not raising, if they should raise their voice, they should complain to their parents or to their, uh, like to the L, like to their teachers or like wherever they are being like told or like uh, indirectly molested or not. I feel that uh, like they should be like told to complain to their parents, teachers or like 
whoever they want to complain like whoever they feel comfortable with whoever they are more comfortable uh, to with i think like parents are the parents are the best who they can share this with and then parents can then like the, the parents will take an action against that guy who does who actually is uh, interested who actually was doing that pervert or like such a disgusting thing Yeah and and that's a really um that's a good point as well and it makes my aunt actually um she's been teaching my daughter the technical terms for like even body parts so that she knows if someone does something that's inappropriate that she knows what it it is um and she said you know in my daughter's only one um she's about to be two but she understands things now and so she wants her to learn So when she's out like whether she like if she's at daycare or visiting a friend's house as she gets older that she knows what's right and what's wrong. Um so I you bring up a lot of really good points is being able to teach our children both sides and when yeah, we Yeah, and about, also they should complain to their parents. They should complain right, to their parents right. of what happens to them, you know? They should complain to their parents. Like and guys yeah they should be yeah yeah they'll be comfortable and then the parents will take a course of action against that pervert who does that right and you know um as you mentioned before it is a topic that people don't like to talk about but it's something that is really um i think important to talk about because we've seen it impact religious communities we've seen it impact people in day to day um just life um individuals that i know um like most of us know someone who's been through this situation and oftentimes kids may feel afraid to speak up or say anything if they if there's something wrong but to your point being able to to go to your parents and tell your parents you know what's happening so that they can take action um i think it's really important it's like whenever we see something that's wrong whether it's um us as kids observing something that's wrong or even as adults having the courage to to you know say like you know what this isn't this isn't right um i understand why it may be difficult for some people to speak up because it is scary and you don't know if someone has threatened them or or what the like what happened but to your point yeah, um being able to have your parents as that exactly. that that individual to help you like hide anything we should not we should never hide anything from our parents we should never hide there are also the cases of like the teacher just molesting their kids the sir molesting a girl a school girl and all and the the parents like this the girls actually given indirect gesture that they don't want to go to school but the parents think like they are just like uh, having tantrums so like they are, they are just like uh, giving some excuses of not going to school and all you know the the go, like there are kids who actually just have make indirect excuses so that they can protect themselves from that uh, forward molester from the teacher molester and all and they make stupid excuses in front of the parents like they're feeling tired they don't want to go to school and all and like its parents thinks like that the children are just making excuses so that they don't want to so that they don't go to school and all but it's like at that time i feel like yeah there should be a sign or like in like the signs indications or some signals should be given to the parents in an indirect way if the child is not able to speak properly the the child should at least give them an indirect gesture or like a signal so that the parents can understand of what happened to their kids and then the parents are strong and like the smart strong strong enough to take a course of action like i said 
you know it's like the children even feel scared sometimes like you said and like you know the children make excuses you know i've seen i've seen it in the fictional shows and i don't know about like how it is in the world you know i've seen it in right. the fictional shows as well i've seen it in the fictional shows that yeah i've i've seen that as well and then i i've known people who've dealt with different things um that i've met throughout the the course of my years um and the unfortunate part is sometimes they may not feel comfortable you know speaking with their parents or they tell their parents and their parents have a hard time believing it my my hope is that they have someone that they can trust that they can go to and say this is not right this is what's happening and i need your help um so it would be like you said if there was some type of code or something even in the school systems where we gave kids tips um on how to handle these types of situations or if you don't feel comfortable going to your parents go to someone so that you can get help exactly um yeah, and even exactly. like even with adults you think about college age students some of them don't speak up as well and i think it's just because like you said it's a topic that most people don't want to talk about yeah but the molested is a teacher then it's kind of like uh, gives a scaring expression or like the, the, the kids get scared the teenage people even get scared like if i will speak about the teacher and all and then like the parents will actually school me like blaming the teacher for such for uh, for such a perverting or like a disgusting stuff like the kids get scared about this but like at that time i think evidence helps to the kids like if they will have the teenage students are smart enough to gather some evidences or some uh, like the proof the video record like the like the, if they have any hidden camera or like if they place the camera making sure that the teacher doesn't gets to know and if they record it and they show it to the parents like that's when like the like they'll be able to expose to that uh, to that to that pervert teacher according to me because it's like at the teacher stage like the kids get scared not only the school ones but also the teenage ones according right yeah it's a, a really um it's a unfortunate situation when it does um when you know those things happen and you really um want for your kids or for anyone to realize that you know there there is a a way of escape but sometimes it may seem like there isn't um and i i had mentioned earlier um so actually in the show last week i was talking about um like what we say um and so i called it say word but essentially it was saying like what do we like what words do we use um you know what do we say are we being deceived easily by words that other people speak to us and um there is another scripture psalms 120 verse 2 that says deliver my soul o lord from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue and i thought about that i was like how many people are being deceived because we want to believe that everyone is um either trying to help us or even people in certain positions like we were talking about the example of the teacher and the student the student esteems the teacher and so the student is learning from this person who's um you know at a level that maybe the student aspires to be and this person isn't living necessarily in the best way and it's really like how do we set up for ourselves um like some fail safes so that we don't allow ourselves to be easily deceived but really um i think the main purpose that i was thinking of today in this message is really when we say do as i say it's really observing the fruit so when people say do as i say 
in addition to doing what people say, watching what those people do. And if it's not in accordance with your beliefs, um, if you're a spiritual person and you believe in God, if it's not according to God's word, then no matter what they say, realizing that, you know what, this is not something that I want to be a part of and making a decision not to get involved in that particular area or in the conversation we were just having, speak up if there's a teacher or even if it's a pastor, for instance, or someone that's in ministry and they're doing things that aren't right, being able to discern in your spirit and say, okay, God, let, let me see, let me keep me from deceitful um, tongues and lying lips, allow me to be able to see what's right and wrong and allow me yeah. to be able to move forward, making good decisions for myself, but then also protecting myself, like guarding, uh, guarding your heart. Um, because there's a lot of people, especially now, um, who live with the intention of deceiving individuals. And sometimes it's hard to tell who's deceiving you and who's not. So really being able to, I guess, be open in the spirit to seeing those things and asking for like clarity and guidance. Um, and then, of course, as we mentioned earlier, allowing the elders and people who have wisdom, who've had who've gone through these experiences yeah to help keep our youth yeah. and other people from going through the same trials and tribulations. I know in some, yeah, I know in some circumstances and some conditions to, to kids feel like don't feel sharing this with their parents and all they feel more, more with the person they are comfortable with. But I would say like uh, they sh the kids should also never hide anything from their parents. They should never hide anything from the parents. No matter it's uh, about the school teacher case, no matter it's about their about their orientation, if they like have any other orientation and they don't want to speak about it to their parents and all, they have a fear that their parents will do something that will never be liked or like that will that will be like awful or something. I think like they should speak up the truth to their parents because parents are the ones who have been who we have been living with, who have like who have given a birth to us, who love us, who know who knows us, like who like those are the ones we regularly and permanently live with, you know. So I feel like yeah, like we should go to the person who we feel comfortable with, but also like we should actually never hide anything from our parents as well. And oftentimes they probably, um, as you had mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in the show, they can probably give you some guidance based on their experiences, whether their experience was good, bad, or indifferent, they still have some no, type no. of when they face When the kids face the problem, like the school teacher right. type problem right. and all, I think at that time, telling everything to the parents along with the person they feel comfortable with is really yeah. important. It's yeah, very true. And I mean, they, they may never, like they may not know, but their parents could have gone through the same thing. And it's something that they buried or didn't want to talk about because I found exactly. sometimes that people don't, they may not necessarily share it because they may say, you know what, this is, um, this is too much for this person based on their maturity or um, whatever it is. And they may not say anything, but then you actually saying something yeah, to them. Yeah, they may think that this will never be like, yeah, they may think like this will never happen again with my kid or like this coincidentally right. it will never happen. It coincidentally will never happen. Yeah. And you just never know because I, I get why parents don't, you know, disclose everything. 
um, you know, to their kids because they realize that they may not be able to handle it. But then to your point, you talk to the person you're comfortable with, but then if you do talk to your parents as well, they, you may actually, um, they may have more information to share with you than we may even think um, exactly. once we, we have that conversation. So um, definitely a great discussion, Vinny. And thank you so, so much for joining um, do you have yeah, any closing yeah. remarks um, for for our guests who've tuned in or for anyone who will go back and listen to the show um, at a later time? Um, I I have like no guest known to be honest, but uh, like I would like to come to your podcast again and again. And like if you tell me any schedules or like if you have any schedules and all. Okay, awesome. Well, I would love to have you um, joining and I, I really appreciate you joining and sharing your um, your feedback on this topic today, um, definitely appreciate it. And for anyone who's tuned in, thank you so, so much for listening um, to us today. Um, I hope that you all continue to be blessed, that you and your family stay safe um, during this global pandemic, and that you all would just be encouraged and uplifted um, and know that I am wishing you well and that I am hopeful that things will um We'll turn around soon if you're having a tough time. But I, I just appreciate well, you. I'd also like to say the last thing. I'd also like to say the last thing. That, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, like, uh, like we know that we have, like, uh, like when we are minors, we have, like, it takes years for us. It almost takes some years for us to learn what is right and what is wrong. Unless we reach the teenage stage or, like, when we reach the college stage and all, you know? Uh, like at that time when we are in the colleges we actually learn about what is right what is wrong and then we start living happily and also we live happy in our minor ages as well with our parents it's not like we never live happy we do live happy with our parents but like the moment the stages of life passes then when we get, gain a maturity and adult and adultiveness or adolescence and all you know, we actually, yeah, live more happy with our parents the moment the stages of the life passes. But it's not like we have we don't have many years with our parents. We have so many years, but it's like some of the years are actually passed in actually learning about what is right and what is wrong. So we live for for like for like uh, not only some or like for for a shorter period of time. We live with our parents for. A longer for a longer period of time we live with our parents for a longer period of time it's just that it uh, takes some years for us to learn what is right what is wrong and then the moment we learn everything the moment we start feeling as if like you know we can live our life uh, like uh, like we can also live our life as per not only the parents but also as per our terms and conditions like when we reach the teenage stage we actually feel like Whatever parents say is what we agree. Whatever, like my, that the child's opinion, the teenager's opinion is equal to the parent's opinion. Like both the opinions match equally. So like both of both are having the same opinions regarding to what is right, what is wrong, how to live the life and all, you know. So it's like for some years it happens. Like we have so many years, but it's like, we have so many years with the parents. It's not like we have shorter parents for a shorter time. We live with our parents for a whole life. And yeah. just it's just that, yeah, it's just that we we get, we it just takes some years. Like we have to pass the minor stage. We have to finish the minor stage to 
figure out what is right and what is wrong. And for minor stage, it's obvious that we have to finish 10 years or like obviously when we develop 10, 11, 12 or 13, when we are 13 or 12 years old at that time, we feel like we are actually matured or like properly like, like or, or like when we are in our teenagers, it's not in our tens. When we are in our teenagers, we actually feel mature. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I really appreciate you joining and, and sharing your insight on this topic. I think it's been a pretty good discussion. Um, exactly. And definitely looking forward to having more discussions in the future. Um, so I will be sure to, um, I tried to see if I could follow your page, um, but I don't. Uh, yeah, you can, uh, like, yeah, you can follow me on here on this, uh, on the Podbean app. You can follow okay. me. Okay. Okay, so I'll do that. I'll check the app. I'm on the, the website, but I'll check the app and I'll definitely um, go to your page and follow it. And I I just appreciate you joining today and, and asking to join in with me live um, to have this discussion. And I hope you and your family continue to stay safe and, and healthy. And to all of our listeners, you too. Um, stay safe and healthy. And I, I hope that you all just continue to be well. And I look forward to I'm speaking with you all soon on the next episode of the CC America podcast. So when is it? Like, what is the schedule of your podcast? I usually do it on um, every other Sunday um, at 7 p.m., but I did it a little bit early today. My daughter's taking a nap. So I said, you know what? I'll go on a little bit early today just so it'll be available by 7. Um, but I try to do it every other week at, at 7 p.m. Sometimes it hasn't been as consistent. So that's one of the things that I'm working on is being consistent um, at doing it every other Sunday um, at seven. Okay. So I'll be like, I'll be like, uh, do you live in Africa or like in Ghana? Like, do you live in Ghana? Oh, I'm in, I'm living um, in America. Um, so okay. the time so what zone. What is the name is of your time zone? Yeah, that's yeah, a good name question. It's um, EDT. So I would have to see. 7 p.m. EDT. Wait a minute. I'll just figure out what it is. Yes. Um, I'm looking to. I'm trying to check on the Podbean app how to find how to find you on EDT. here. EDT. Yes. Or either EST. Either either one will come up. Is it uh, 3.30 for you in the evening? It, no, no, it's not 3.30. It is. It's 3. It's 3.30 here, like 3.29. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same. Oh, wow. So it's really late there. It's um, Or it's the yeah. next day. It's the 27th? Yeah, it's, uh, it's 27th here. It's 1 a.m. right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I definitely uh, thank you for joining. I know this is um, pretty late for you. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I actually love talking to the people who live in U.S. and all. I hope you enjoy and appreciate my presence here. Oh, definitely. It's been great. I really appreciate you um, joining, but listening to the podcast and, and joining. Exactly. EDT, like 7 p.m., right? It's going to be 4.30 for me in the morning, I feel. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I try to do it um, like 7 p.m. That way I can have the recording up um, Sunday night. Some days I might do it a little bit earlier. Today is the first time I actually did it early. Um, most of the time it's been like later in the evening. But depending on what's going on, I may be able to start doing some a little bit earlier. 
Okay, so wait, wait, wait. It's eight, seven. Yeah, yeah, seven p.m. Okay, fine. I'll uh, I I will. Okay, if I will be, I'll surely join your podcast on four thirty if you want on Sunday. I'll surely join it on next Sunday in the morning. Oh, and actually, it'll it's usually like every other week. So then it'll probably be the next show will be. On the ninth, the ninth, the ninth of yeah. August. Yes, it'll be on the ninth. I try to do it every other week. Sometimes I may do it um, every week, but like it has every second every Sunday. Yeah, like on right, every like second. Every other, week. Every other, right, right. So then right. the next show so would be the, the ninth. Would be the ninth. Okay, at ninth August and all, right? So you just yes, set up that. Uh, you just set up the like you know. You have the timer. You can set up on the podcast. You can set a timer. Oh, for I your... can schedule it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and will it show up? I'm guessing it'll show up then. So I can definitely do that. Um, that way, individuals can see when the upcoming shows will be. Exactly, and like yeah, okay. like yeah, okay. just. Uh, yeah, just come up with a different topic on your next podcast, and I'm having, I'm looking forward to have a great conversation with you on that topic. Yeah, sounds good. Well, have a great day. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. See you. And enjoy good your evening. Good night. It's night for me. I'm gonna be sleeping now. If you'll yeah. be able to stream, <laughs> no, no. If you'll be able to podcast. Uh, at this time, or like two thirty, or like early on your next Sunday, or like on your on the ninth, or like on for your every schedule, if you like change, if you'll change the time, then it will be really easy for me to join. Or okay. If you can't, then okay. do it's okay. Then like if you'll be like if you'll uh, schedule your if you'll like podcast at the time when you started podcasting tonight or today. Uh, if you'll podcast on ninth, uh, if you'll podcast on the same time uh, on the ninth as well, then I'll be able to join for sure. Okay, that sounds good. Well, I will definitely um, be. We'll let you know if it's um, available like early, um, but I will see about scheduling them in advance so everyone can see when the next show will be. So I'm looking at that now. So I'll check into being able to at least highlight okay. when the, the episodes will air. Okay. No worry. Thank you. Okay. See Thank ya. you. Have a good one. Enjoy your evening and hopefully you get some nice peaceful rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's night for me. So you should, you should just wish me good night. <laughs> yes. Well, have a good night. Yes. That's what I mean. Have, have nice peaceful rest because I know it's really early there. <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, it's midnight night, here, like one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good night, good evening, or like whatever it is for you. It's it's afternoon, right? Yes, it's the afternoon. We'll probably head out shortly just to enjoy some sunshine. Oh, but here it's the night time, one a.m. at night. Yeah, I'll probably be sleeping around that time. But my daughter just woke up from her nap, so it's perfect timing. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, that's the that's the reason because of which we were able to meet today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I decided to record during her nap time. <laughs> Anyways, I'll see you on the next uh, on the ninth. Okay, I'll surely oh, come. I'll, I'll I'll try my best to come. Okay. Bye.
Okay. Okay. I'll try thank my best you. On whatever time you podcast. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, have a good night and take care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.